no government, nah I've been on my own shit, yeah Ain't nobody that I owe shit Nah, they don't wanna try to coexist But we gonna die if we don't resist We all in the middle of a crime zone Trying to save the world from your iPhone We won't be controlled by the system We won't be controlled by the system We won't be controlled by the system We won't be, we won't be, we won't be Give it strength, give it your all Find you a place to call home Forget everything you know And never let nobody break your soul We won't be controlled by the system We won't be controlled by the system We won't be controlled by the system We won't be, we won't be, we won't be Yo, yo, welcome to Unculture Bias. I'm your host, Kamara Williams. I know it's a little bit different vibe we started off with, but there's a reason for that. Um, before I get into the reason behind this song, uh, I want to give it a shout out that I love you guys. You know how you can tell that I love you? Because your boy is exhausted. I literally just came back from New York and I have been functioning on 36 hours of New York, no sleep, you know, one bed, want to go night night. You know, I'm tired, all right? But I still want to decide to give you all a podcast because that's what we do. You know, you only do things out of love and devotion. And in my New York trip, actually, the reason I was going there was to go to a J. Cole concert. Um, and, you know, as I was thinking about what to play for this podcast, and he started going through a litany of his old hits, and he played No Role Models. And the famous line in that No Role Models, of course, is that, um, you know, I want a real love, that dark skin and viv love, you know, that Jaden, that will love, you know, 2014, that line became so synonymous that everybody's like, yeah, that's what I want. I want that Jaden and will love. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, that'd be a good opening, you know, because that's what we want to talk about. Like, what is the veneer of like this thought process of like fake love? Right. And so I was going to go down this entire path of just, you know, doing that opening. And then today. Well, by the time you guys listen to it, it would be yesterday. Uh, Instagram and Facebook went down. And I said, oh, okay. Let's actually try to tie that in to this entire concept. And why don't I play a song that talks about us not being controlled by the system of Facebook and Instagram. Like people getting detached from that entire um, scope of this fake reality. And then I said, what kind of song can I play? And I said, how about the offspring of Jada and Will Smith, Willow? And that's how we came up with the song of today. And that's where my mind map went. And I really do hope you guys appreciated that. It's a different vibe. First of all, um, shout out to Willow Smith. I really do like her music. And it's it's great. I don't even like to say eclectic because eclectic means that it's not normal, right? Eclectic just means something that is, I mean, let's not say eclectic. It's just good. It's good music. Check it out. It's from our 2018 uh album anxiety yeah okay anyway um it's really good but as anyway going into this back this pod 
that's the idea. It's to us for us to evaluate what does it look like to have, you know, a system of life that's attached to uh, social media and then getting drawn into that fake ideal of with my, does my life uh, measure up? Does my love life measure up? Does anything measure up because of this thing? And when it gets to taken away from us, what does that world look like to us? Right. Can we actually um, detach? Can we actually separate and actually find fulfillment in our happiness? And that's something I wanted to, you know, just at least dive into um, on this pod. But before we get into that, uh, again, welcome to Uncultured Bias. Uh, we say that culture is a matter of perspective and opinion. After all, culture is just another way to discover. We are uncultured. We are biased. We're black. Let's bring it back to the original when we first started this podcast. Of course, if you're just tuning in um, on Apple, please rate this episode a five star rating and leave a comment if you can. Uh, if you're on Apple and Spotify, we ask you to share it, share, 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 because hey, sharing is caring. And, you know, um, also share with your friends via text message or whatnot. You know, let them know on WhatsApp. I think even WhatsApp was down. That's crazy. Uh, so, you know, we're asking everybody to continue to share the podcast, continue to um, in, uh, give this love, uh, spread love. That's Brooklyn way, because that's where I was at. And I was in Brooklyn. Um, and so, um Thank you guys for continuing to listen to this podcast. Thank you guys for continuing to support it. And also, I, w- I want to make a programming note. Um, we are going to be taking a break in November. It is going to be a holiday break. Uh, primarily because I've always thought about t- doing this break, and I think it's going to be a good time for us to, you know, uh, re-strategize and do everything that we want to do over the, n- the next couple months in November, December. And we will be coming back in January. So we want to get a few more weeks of season one. We're still in season one. I know your boy's been recording like nonstop uh, podcasts, like 58 weeks or 58 episodes, rather. Is that not 58? It's only 52 weeks in a year. Uh, and so, but yeah, 58 episodes. Um, and so, you know, um, your boy wants to kind of recalibrate, reassess and reemerge in January. And so I hope you guys are still rocking with it um, when we come back. Uh while we, before we do all that, I want to give a shout out to our sponsors of uh, MyCompassTaxAdvisors.com. If you're interested in knowing the difference between an LLC or an S-Corp and under, need to understand the tax consequences, please, please contact com- MyCompassTaxAdvisors.com. Reach them at MyCompassTaxAdvisors.com or 850-273-7193 or, excuse me, MyCompassTax.com at 850-273-7193. If you are in the market for real estate, uh, contact KeystoneGlobalRealEstate.com. That's 407-680-8510. That's 407-680-8510. And, of course, if you are looking for an estate planning guardianship will, um, please contact uh, my law firm, Smith & Williams Trial Group. You can reach us at 888-SWTG-LAW. That's 888-SWTG-LAW or 888-798-4529 or cwilliams at SWTGLaw.com. All right, brilliant. We got all that housekeeping out the way. And let's go ahead and bring in our guest and my friend, Ebony Barnes. Hello, hello. Yeah. Thank you for joining us on this pod, Uncultural Bias. So, um, Ebony, I did tell you, you know, we were going to discuss one thing and then you walked in the door and I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, you know, switch. Pivot. Pivot. Yeah. I like Switch better because I just watched House Party last week. Uh-huh. And so I like, you know, gotcha. that, you know, Bilal doing the Switch. Shout out to House Party, man. You know, <laughs> I want to, I should do a pod on like House Party. That might be cool. I think so. I don't know what I would talk about. What, you know what we could talk about in House Party, though? 
Um, House Party 1 had the better dance moves, but House Party 2 had the better songs. Hmm. I think it's a matter of opinion. It is a matter of opinion, but this is an uncultured bias. It's a bias, right? So, <laughs> right. you know, but I'm just saying because, like, I, I don't know. I just think about um, they had Ralph Tre- Ralph Tresvant song. They had, you know, Tony, Tony, Tony. No, is none of this registering with you? I'm not the per- I'm nope. It's not my that's not my lane. Okay, whatever. <laughs> it's all right. Anyway, that's not what we brought here though. You know, we we're going to talk about yep. um just, you know, the veneer of social media and fake love and fake everything. And the reason why she's actually uh, the perfect person to talk about this because Ebony is a board certified licensed mental health counselor. That I am. So, you know, she deals with it all and she hears other people complain about their mentals all the time. So, you know, we're going to wrap. Let's do it. You want to introduce yourself to the world or did I do, do a proper? You did it proper. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I okay. am a licensed mental health counselor. Um, Board certified, licensed in a number of states and have the pleasure of talking to lots and lots and lots of people about their lives and their views on social media and how there's a lot of comparison going on. So this mm. is a good topic. I'm looking forward to talking about it. That you just found out about 10 minutes ago. Um, well, right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the original purpose of the topic was also really good too right yeah so, i mean we could talk about that too yeah. but i mean i just felt like it'd the be the facade of instagram and social media relationships yes mm-hmm. and how everybody is so attached but what if we change the, con- the concept a little bit again sure. with this pivot the switch I'm flexible yeah Let's you know yeah so what if we switched it out and we said instead of the relationship that we see through Instagram and Facebook, mm-hmm. our relationship to Instagram and Facebook, and what oh. happens when that is severed? Sure. Okay. Yeah. You see how I did that? I just, I, see. I, I literally I see. just kind of the switch, the switch happening. right there. Right. Yeah, you caught on again. Yep. So you got that. <laughs> All right. So let's let's talk about that. Like, so how people are like really, you know, their lives were kind of like torn apart a little bit just for a few hours, mm-hmm. and like, what am I gonna do? Like, what's happening? And they kept this attachment. It's an obsession for some. It's an obsession. Mm-hmm. What do you think that obsession like stems from? Do you have an opinion? I do have an opinion. Um, I think that that obsession definitely stems from the, I mean, I just think in, in more recent years, society as a whole has become super invested in what's going on in everybody else's life. And social media gives us a sometimes inaccurate, but some amount of a view into what's going on with everybody else, right? So mm-hmm. what's going on with celebrities. So you get to see so much more of what's happening in their families and their world and their affairs and your neighbor's world and <laughs> their affairs. Um, and for a lot of people, it's a huge distraction from what's going on in their own world and affairs. And so mm-hmm. it kind of becomes obsessive for some people, I think. Obsession delves in insecurity. It can. Where else is it not? I mean, how is it not? Well, I, I guess it just think it just depends on the person and it depends on the root of it. I think for some it's obsessive because it's almost just this huge distraction. Mm-hmm. Right? It's this huge distraction. You know, you find people like scrolling sort of aimlessly instead of sleeping, instead of working, instead of mm-hmm everything else that they could possibly be doing. Um, I don't know if it's always a source of insecurity, though. Can I can I peel that one? Yeah. Let's oh, okay, so it. the reason I say insecurity, it's always the insecurity of other, insecurity of their lives, or insecurity of 
I want to know what's going on and always feeling okay. like if I don't stay connected, yeah. then I will lose out on something. It's just a very instantaneous mm-hmm. ideal of information. Yes. And so there's insecurity. Social media is built on insecurity. Okay. And and that's how the basis of that is, is, is you create these homes of people, you know, housing their fears and their loves and their obsessions and everything in on this base of insecurity. Mm. I just came up with this theory, y'all. Y'all <laughs> giving me some credit in, you know, October 2021. <laughs> it might be bullshit, but that's all right. We rocking with it. We're going to go with it. Yeah. We'll go with it. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I think that it's valid. I think that there is definitely a, a group or, a, you know, some individuals who it definitely is built on that. I think that... <clears throat> there's so many different types of people and so many different reasons people use social media. I think it's hard to make kind of a broad generalization, but I agree that that could be the case for some. Yeah. So, I I mean, I think, I just think how people get so attached to something mm-hmm. and sometimes we're attached to it because we're afraid to let go. Yeah. We're afraid to let go of something is because we don't think we'll be able to replace it. Right. What, are, what am I going to miss? Right? Yeah. FOMO. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're missing out. And so, like, we're afraid of missing out on something or afraid of replacing it with something, right? And it's that insecurity, mm. okay? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? I can't do without it. I can't do without you. I can't do without mm-hmm. this. I can't yeah. do without the thing, you know, pl- person, place, or thing. So mm-hmm. I personally, I, 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 again, I'm not a, I'm not a board certified in anything, Except in talking shit. I'm board certified <laughs> in talking shit. And, um, you know, and I, I'm, I'm the head of the board, by the way. Oh. So I certified myself. Wow. Yeah. There's some, there's some importance in that, too. Yeah, you know, there's probably actually, you know, you could probably make a mental health evaluation about me. Just <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll consult on that one. Yeah, sure. yeah. But, um, you know, I just, I think that, you know, people oftentimes, they, they're afraid Sure. You know what I mean? And so social media feels um it, it fills that void of the fear. Or it or it emboldens it or it, it encapsulates it or it does it whatever. Or it just kind of like it throws fuel on it. Whatever. Yeah. You know? Um I even th- I think I think about sometimes like politics too. Mm. Do that, you know. But let's just stay with the relationship okay. right now before we get into that. <laughs> so let's just uh, let's let's talk about relationships. Okay. Go ahead. So you mentioned fear, but what it, what do you think it is that people are so fearful of that makes them kind of tether themselves to social media in that way? What do I think outside the fact that they're fear of missing out? Yeah. I mean, it's just I mean, I don't know. I think they're probably the fear of not Knowing what's happening in the world, mm-hmm. you know, or around yeah. them. Being disconnected. Disconnected. Okay, there it is. Yeah. The fear of disconnection. The fear of disconnection. Yeah. Right. And for a lot of people, like you think about it, if Facebook went down, they were like, oh, how am I going to interact with these people? <laughs> right. How am I going to interact with my friends? Like, how, how am I going to carry on a conversation? Mm-hmm. How am I going to, you know, yeah, phone call? What? Right. You know, I got to call somebody to figure out what's going on in life. Mm-hmm. There's so many people that I've interacted with it like oh Kamara I love your life and like they're so in invested in what they see on your social media. what they see on my social media and they feel like they know me or my mm-hmm. family very well right and so and that's that's even family like mm-hmm. wow. you know cu- you know cousins whom I haven't spoken with in years you know uncles whatnot 
uh, aunts, and they 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 are connected to my family or to my life based on social media. And that's Mm. one of the things that's beneficial, right? Even my college friends or high school friends, you know, they feel like they can still have a a toe in the pool of Kamara Mm. Williams. A bird's eye view, yeah. Bird's eye view, you know. And that's really the, 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 well, as far as I understand it, that was kind of the intent, really, Mm -hmm. of social media in the first place, right? It wasn't, I mean, it was to stay connected, right, to kind of, bridge some gaps in distance and I feel like even now I don't want to dive into deep discussion about the pandemic but why not because <laughs> that could go so many different so many different ways that's what a podcast does we just, we okay well to, then let's do it but I, I think that the distance that the pandemic has created um the physical distance right mm-hmm. between people even though and you think that's sort of being alleviated for some at this point but um, it's been an ongoing sort of two year thing. And I feel like people have really, really depended even more heavily on social media to fill that void of physical connection with people. Like, I can't see these people. We can't. I mean, you think about you think about quarantine parties on Instagram, like all of those things. I mean, it's driven through this social media machine right so people are in this room and partying with whomever and those are some positive ways I think that people have been able to remain connected and kind of pull themselves out of that void of um isolation Mm -hmm. and so I think there's there's a there's two sides of it as with everything so as you were talking I was just thinking about this is my mind map here so (laughs) You know, saying people like they need to stay connected and, you know, mm-hmm. physical or whatnot. And it never occurred to people like, hey, you know what? It's pandemic or whatever. And I don't even know. We're not even. It's an endemic now. We're not in a pandemic. I know. Because we just live with it. Right. At this we point. Just, we outside. Like standard. Clearly right? we outside. I was outside. <laughs> you were. 36 outside. straight hours. And no yeah. room, no mm-hmm. bed. Just me. Want to go night night. <laughs> right. Um. So, you know, anyway, the concept of like being within like confined to the pandemic or the homes and it's like all right well you could have called you know (laughs) you know what i mean like you could have you know i mean like what would you have done without social media what would we do without social that's a real question but it's so ingrained into society it's ingrained in how we interact it is it's just like a natural part of it you know you meet people are like oh what's your instagram or yeah. my phone number? Like, I don't know. Like, yeah. that is so weird, right? Yeah. People say, yeah, what's your Insta? And I'd be like, um. I mean, you could, and I'd tell them, I was like, I mean, you could have my Insta, but I mean, if you really want to, or you could take my phone number. Right. You right. know, that's, um, I met a young lady on the plane, and she's at Family Law, and she's a second year student. I say, so what's your Insta? And I'm like, or you can take my phone number, email address. I don't know. Yeah, anything. you know, and we can sure. you can stay connected to me that way. Mm-hmm. You don't need my Instagram. I'm sitting right next. No, I'm not, but I'm like, yeah, on the same plane as you. You know, but it I is, don't know. It is. I think that a part of that thought where we as as people have developed this idea that what people put on Instagram is actually a true representation of like their essence, like who they actually are. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I mean, you have everything on Instagram. You have businesses on Instagram. You have every yeah. anything that you can find on Instagram. I think, you know, moving away from Facebook, I mean, all of the different social media platforms, it's just a world of its own, really. Yeah, it is a world of its own. Fun fact, I'm not really a big Facebook person. I like, I, 
I am prodigious in my posting of Facebook, mm-hmm. but I would be lying to tell you that I'm I like Facebook. I know that sounds really really weird. No no no. I think I feel like a lot of people are that way. Even like when I do post, I post usually on Instagram and it just shares to Facebook. Not because I intentionally went to Facebook to share something. Oh yeah, I I post on Facebook just just to post. But I mm-hmm. really what I love is Instagram. I don't love Instagram. Oh. I don't like Instagram at all. I hate Instagram. Do you love? I like Twitter. Uh, I don't, uh, yeah. I love Twitter. I feel like you just learn so much more on Twitter. How so? Because on Twitter, like, again, it's who you follow. Mm -hmm. And I follow a lot of, like, I follow, like, political people. I follow, you know, economists. I follow some celebs or whatnot. So, like, you know, to get my pop culture news or whatnot. Mm -hmm. An artist, you know, but I follow... I'm just a ghost follower. Okay. And, but then a lot of times you learn so much information about little, you go into the deep dive or the rabbit hole of Twitter and like somebody will post something in on Twitter, just a little, you know, whatever, 160 mm-hmm. characters or whatever, 250 characters. And then they'll put a link. To something else. To something. And then you'll re- you hit that link and you'll read it and you're, you're like. It's down a, a rabbit hole. Down a rabbit hole of articles and yeah. information, you know. And I do the same, but on Instagram. Yeah. I find myself all over places. Sometimes I have to just pull myself on back out because mm-hmm. get a little bit. Right. And then that's how people are like, come on, you know so much. I'm like, really? I just, because I'm just on Twitter. I really just get my, not get all my information, obviously, but, right. you know, that's where, yeah. that's where my, my, my head's at, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so I love it. But with that being said, you talking about you love Instagram. In the same way. Uh, and I love Twitter. Are we in a relationship with our social medias? I think for sure. I mean, I think for sure everyone has a whatever relationship with their social media and everybody manages their social media media presence differently. Some people are way more authentic on social media. Um, and, and don't get me wrong, because I truly believe that most people's Instagram is simply a highlight reel of their life. Right. Absolutely. One thousand percent. Um but that doesn't mean it's not authentic because what you post might be true. It's just not the full picture. Mm. I don't know about all that. <laughs> what do you think? Uh, I think people. Okay, before we get into get into that, the, let me ask you a question. If I post you fifteen percent of my truth, does that and then? But I'm leaving out, you know, another eighty five percent of what what really is happening. Mm-hmm. Is that truth or am I or am I lying? No, I think it's just that portion of the truth. I think lying. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Keep that energy. Okay. <laughs> okay. Joey comes home. This don't do this. <laughs> do not do Joey, this. your husband comes oh, home. Poor Joey. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, <laughs> you ask him, where'd you go? Oh, you know, I was just hanging out, mm-hmm. you know, and I just went to go get a drink and I came home. Fifteen percent of the truth. Well, what what in this? And, and what's what the, do you know that I don't know? I don't know anything. Oh, I don't okay. know. Any, but I'm saying I'm giving you a scenario. <laughs> okay. And but the other eighty five percent was I was hanging out with some strippers and, da, 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 and I was hanging out, you know, and I was doing that. She's giving me the, the quick blinks and all that. She like, <laughs> but I'm saying he, I'm sorry, Joe. I, I just really throwing you under the bus. I love you though, dog. You're just it's just for discussion purposes. Yeah. But you know he's leaving out eighty five percent of the mm-hmm. truth. I see your point. And you just told me. You said if 15% is still the truth. I see your point. The difference, and I'll tell you what my perception of the difference is. Okay, but can we just lean into this? I'm leaning into it. I hear you. 
But I think that there's there's just like a a, 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 intri- a very important difference. So distinction. If I'm, distinction. If I'm soliciting information from you in a very specific manner, then I expect the full answer, right? So, for example, I'm gonna use I'm gonna use an actual Instagram example because I think Joey and I get this a lot, right? We post a lot about our travels, mm-hmm. or even for for recently, you posted about your travels, right? Mm-hmm. However many comments, people are like, where are you? Where are you? Well, yeah. you weren't lying because you didn't initially say you know whatever country you were in yeah but it's just that just wasn't a part of what you posted initially purposely <laughs> I figured it <laughs> and people really wanted to where so where are y'all staying where's it this was, cute place i we i hardly ever post where we are when we're there is i i could go down this rabbit hole about why i didn't do that but then i finally relented and told people where i we're saw at. in the comments yeah and then now everybody's gonna be there that's fine i mean not really <laughs> But it's okay. Not really, though. It's but, not really fine? <laughs> it's not really fine, but it's fine, though. Yeah. Um, I, so the 15 I'm, and the I'm 85. Gonna, okay. I'm going to go, and I'm going to get into that pocket in a moment. Okay. But the 15 and 85, right? Um, you're saying that it's because you're soliciting specific information. Right. Wouldn't one argue that me logging onto your page is me soliciting a portion of your life, and you not being honest is not... Because we're in a relationship. We talk about we're in a relationship with our social media. I'm in a relationship with you because with your page. No, I, I am really, not in a relationship with Cardi B just because she has an Instagram. Absolutely, you're in a relationship no. with Cardi B. Cardi B talks about a relationship with her fans all the time. It's a symbiotic relationship. Right, but that doesn't mean that she is... Uh, there's a In my relationship with Joey, there's an obligation. There's, there's a... Cardi B would argue the same thing. I have an obligation to my fans. But you don't. But you still don't see every single bit of anyone's life. I don't. I just. I don't. I agree that it's not the whole story. But I don't agree that it is a lie. That I. I think maybe semantics. I don't agree that it's a lie. I feel like an, a a lie is an intentional misrepresentation of the truth. So me post a go on Google, grab a picture of costa rica okay and post it like okay we out here that is a lie yes but people do that too people also and that's problematic yeah (laughs) but but i feel like that's different i feel like that's different that is an intentional misrepresentation of what's really going on me posting a picture look at me in my drink in saint lucia i'm actually here like this is my real life like you don't know when i came if it was last week this week or how long we've been here or where exactly i am but that's not a lie that's just mm-hmm. the portion of the story that i'm choosing to tell and i feel like you know you have that right you have the right to have boundaries social media is truly an extension of your person and just like in my in my personal life i can choose hairs where i draw the line i'm not talking about anything beyond this mm-hmm. i have that right on social media too you do have that right so does cardi Cardi's doing with the intention of making money and growing her fan base. So she's doing it with the understanding that I have to project a certain appeal mm-hmm. in order for people to remain interested in that symbiotic relationship, which it was started based on a commerce. They okay. were, right. they, you know, they didn't start liking Cardi B because, you know, she was this, this intellectual figure. Well, Sure. Okay. Right. <laughs> they liked her because she was a character. Sure. And she has to, cre- and it's character, and that's why she went on to that other app where people, um, um, you know what I'm talking. OnlyFans, where she had, yes, mm-hmm. she had an OnlyFans, and it was like she had like made like millions of dollars, or yeah. even if she's still on it, maybe I yeah. don't know. But um, and people just she goes on there for like an hour or two and just rants, right? Not talking about anything. 
And but it's just still a symbiotic relationship that has been created because people are beholden to her character, it's and true. she understands that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I would often, I would guarantee you that Cardi B off the camera does not is not what she. I agree. So that's fake. That part of that it. said she's playing on a char- character, and maybe and maybe we need to draw the line between. Well, maybe not. I was gonna say maybe we need to we we need to draw a lot. Di- a line between um, celebs and, and people who are using Instagram in that manner. And those of us, you know, like myself, who I consider just like a regular, <laughs> a regular, regular, person. regular, shout yeah, out to Cardi. like yeah. I don't use my Instagram to gain any sort of. Finish that thought. I want to hear it. I don't, I don't use it in the, in the manner. Like I don't have fan, like this relationship with fans and that type of thing on my Instagram. You know what I mean? So at least not for my, I mean, it, so you're saying not I'm, from my perception. You're, you don't post for wait, hold on, because I'm going to lean into that. Oh one. boy, why do you post? Um, I mean, there are parts of my life that I feel very comfortable sharing with the world. Yeah, but why? Just because I want to. I mean, that is how. I mean, I have tons of friends and tons of you know. And rather, well, why does it matter? Why don't you just text pictures to your friends? I could. And I think we used to, right? But now this you is can just still much do more, it. It's more. I do sometimes. The stuff that doesn't make it to Instagram does make it. <laughs> to I'm going somewhere t- with this. How many Instagram followers do you have? I honestly don't even know. You have like what over a thousand? No. Five hundred? No. Mm, yes. Five hundred. Probably. Five hundred. Five hundred people. Hmm? Okay, that's not a lot, but let me tell you. But it's I a, know. But it's a lot in in. I'm go somewhere. Oh boy. Are those five hundred your closest friends? They're not my closest friends. Okay, so out of five hundred, how much would you say are close your close friends? Close friends. Yes, or friend. Let's say close friends. I was going to say cause my personal definitions for close friends, but um, five people. <laughs> I don't know how many are my close friends, but how many do I? Maybe how many I know? How many people I actually know in real life? Like that you know and interact with. That I know and interact with. In yeah, because I can know a lot of people, but I don't no. mean. That's a hard question to answer. But do you know where I'm at going with this? I understand. So let's say it's like 20 people arbitrarily that you know and interact with. It's definitely more than that, but sure. Let's go with that. Say 30 people, 50 people. Would say 50 people? I would say 50 minimum. 50 mm-hmm. minimum, right? Just to say 50 for okay. conversational for the purposes. Conversation, yep. That means you have 450 people <laughs> that you send out a picture to. That one ostensibly could say is are your quote unquote fans. Yes, just own it. So anyway, so <laughs> because <laughs> they have because these people are your quote unquote fans, right? We're giving them a portion of our life. Sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah, sharing a portion of our life. We're sharing our portion of our life and we feel obligated to do so to let them know what's going on in our lives. There's a deep sense of obligation. There's a symbiotic relationship. But like, I haven't seen from Ed, I haven't heard from Ebony in a while. What's going on with her? Oh, let me go ahead and post something and let her know. I I feel like obligation is is a very strong word. I know, but it's a, it's social media is a very strong addiction. It, now that I think for for some, I do think that that's really the case. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, but you don't want to lean into the fact that. We all, some way or some form, are posting for our fans. I mean, I do. I understand your point, and so yes, to a degree, I guess I could agree. To a degree, I could see that. That's all I'm saying. Okay. 
You know, I'm not. Well, you I'll know, take that. Yeah. Yeah. I, and there's, I think there's levels, but yes, there's levels, there's right? Levels, we're not sure. We're not Cardi B. No. Right. Right. Yeah. But all of us in a way kind of post for that reason. For, I could see that for our fans. Sure. You know, and we may not consider ourselves. And you don't fans don't have to mean like anything derogatory. Absolutely. Right. I agree. I it could be like, I'm a fan of your life. I mm-hmm. just want to follow it. I mean, there's people and in, in like putting myself on the other side of of the coin. Like there's definitely people who I follow because. I really enjoy like whatever they post about their life. I think it's interesting or you're you know, a fan. I'm a fan. Yeah. Okay. So it's like, that's what we do. Sure. And so we create this, we are attached to this app mm-hmm. because our fandom in a particular person or item or thing or groups of people, you know, leaves us, allows us to be connected to it. Right. And it's we have connection and we have no idea how to be connected otherwise. I do or feel. Or we forgot how to do uh, that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do feel like social media in that way can certainly be crippling. There are for sure, and we won't. We don't have to get in. We can get into like the generational differences, right? Of of how different generations of people connect, yeah. uh, because we see that. I mean, yeah. I think that that's just tried and true. That just is what it is, right? So some people know how to connect and and can do it in multiple different ways like mm-hmm. can have a phone call can write an email other people like if it's not like a, a limited character <laughs> limited number of characters and include emojis like they just can't can't cope i have friends who they only like to communicate through text message mm. and they're like why are you calling me yeah you know what i mean like what you couldn't tell that to me in a text message i have i have a close a, a relatively close friend i have a couple of close friends, but one in particular, was just so funny. I, I called him and he was immediately worried. Yeah. He's like, what's wrong? <laughs> why are you, why are you, you're calling? And I was like, yeah, I'm so sorry. I, you know, and it wasn't anything at all, mm-hmm. but I just, that day I decided like, Hey, I can't even remember what I was calling him about, but I was just calling to mm-hmm. say whatever I was calling to say. And he was just like, gasp, like a phone call. I thought something was happening. Yeah. yeah. Something's wrong. Mm-hmm. You dial anybody's number. You just like, a nine one one call. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I'm actually old school. You prefer phone calls? I do prefer phone calls. Yeah, I like to talk. I like to talk on the phone. Yeah, I I rent like I want to call somebody and be like, "Yo, just call and say what's up, man." I yeah. ain't got nothing. But I, everybody, just... everybody is different. And this, my poor husband. So bringing Joey back into the picture for a second. You are the subject of the podcast, my man. <laughs> no, and I say that because he and I are very different, right? So I. And his friends know, and my friends probably know. Like, I'll sit on the phone and chit-chat. Like, one of my very best friends, like, when we do catch up on the phone, it's like a two-hour, three-hour, like, we're on the phone. Yeah. He, I won't say he hates talking on the phone, but he definitely, he is not a huge fan of it. I call him. He doesn't. You do. I know. What? It's not that he doesn't. It's not. It has nothing to do with that you. That just got really awkward just now. <laughs> 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 this got really awkward <laughs> joe he will answer the phone and it's not that he won't answer the phone but it is not his preference to like sit on the phone like he's not a phone person joey talks to me on the phone though he does that that that's how you know it's real that's how you know he really has oh, like, high regard say, for you because it's say, not his thing i was about to say like am my, i am i forcing him to talk on the phone no he just wouldn't answer your call if he felt forced oh okay you're yeah. saving him right now because i'm like I know it's real i, I know because i yeah see it happen but it's fine i mean i'm my point is that everybody's so different as far as like it it might not be that it's not that he can't talk on the phone it's not that people don't want to that's just not his preferred mode of communication he's not a big talker in general so 
maybe that's something to consider. That's true. Facebook or um, social media allows people who have a different personality type and maybe maybe they're more introverted. Maybe they don't just they just don't prefer other modes of communication to have a place where they can still be in the in crowd, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So it's for people who are like to be they're social, but they're they're socially antisocial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did I just coin that? I don't know. No, it's not just no. It's we get you though. I feel like I coined something. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I feel like it did something there. Okay. Something important to history. Okay. I don't know. Socially antisocial? Was that it? Yeah, socially antisocial. That makes sense to you? Or it, no, but you, it's okay. You don't I, like that term? I don't, but I do understand. I feel like I'm going to work on like that. like they're in social yet introverted, right? They're so, they have like this introversion. They're social, but they're antisocial. Okay. I'm really forcing this down your like, throat. Yep, like, you are. It's, it's listen, fine. Think about it. Don't don't dismiss me. <laughs> you're, so, you're, like, you're social because you all interact on mm-hmm. social media. Right. But you're antisocial because like, I don't really want to deal with people like that right. close. Yeah. I think it works. Okay. I feel like there's a term for it. I don't know it off the top of my head, but there's there's a term. There's probably a term for my term's better. You're, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're you're right. Your term is better. My term is way better. Okay. There's you know whatever that term was prior to this podcast. No, we won't use that anymore. We'll say socially antisocial. Yeah, it it's it works better. I don't know what that term was and what the definition of, but they need to put my stuff. I'll in there. share it with my colleagues for sure. You should yeah. in the next conference. Mm-hmm. Socially antisocial. Yeah, and then yep. you can create a new thesis on it. Just give me credit. Okay. That's all I'm asking. All right. um, So different modes. Yeah. Different modes of communicating. Different modes of communicating. And so it's in that different modes of communicating in which we become creating a relationship with our social media. Mm -hmm. So what happens when we break up with that social media? We break up. What happens when people break up? Let's talk about that. Like Like in relationship. What what is the. the, I don't know. You've never broken up with anyone? No, I have, but not in this era of like, you know, I'm fortunate enough to be, have yeah, been in relationships yeah, yeah. before social, where it was I on know, social but I'm just, media. Let's just talk, we're talking about as if social media is a person. Oh. A living, living, a living breathing, breathing person. 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 Yeah. So people intend, so people take social media breaks and like intentionally break up with social media. Right. They go on like, I'm, we're, we're separating. Like I'm separated. Yeah. It's too much. It's overwhelming. Yeah. I'm separating right now. I'm too addicted to you. I need a break. Yes. I need to be able to wake up and not. Check Instagram. Yes, people. Do, and it's like they, I need a, I need a break. Just like in a real relationship, mm-hmm. somebody's like I'm 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 waiting to you. And so remember those boundaries that I kind of talked about earlier. I think once people start to push the limits of those boundaries, whatever that might be for them, it may be a number of hours per day that they're on social media. It may be how they're interacting. People in like real human relationships who may be um, unfortunately acting outside of what the boundaries of their relationship might be while on social, you know, people in their DMs and whatever. Oh, okay. I was like trying to figure out what yeah, you're going with that. Yeah, that. that might create a situation where you need to, to break up with social media. Mm, I've yeah. definitely advised that in um, a lot. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Of, of situations or different individuals who I've, I've worked with. Yeah. They, they need to take a break. You need to take a break. Because mm-hmm. you become so fixated. Okay. So fixated on social media as this this entity, you know, this machine, this kind of thing. And it's almost like this, um, not really an out-of-body experience, but it's just, again, I mean, we, the terms we're using, it's an addiction. It becomes an obsession. And it's such a focal point that you're no longer even living your real life because you're just obsessed with what is going on out there. Yeah. 
So I'm going to use my social media as an example. Okay. How just came back from New York, right? Yeah. Looking like I was, I'm living life, right? So a friend texts me. Like, man, you living luxurious. <laughs> not not good. Not great. Luxurious. Luxurious. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> He's like, yeah, bro, you just came back. You were in Costa Rica and then you were in New York. And then he said, then your outfits were popping. You know, you say you must be doing well. I'm like, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I know he was joking. But, yeah. but I often say people, he's texting me what somebody's probably thinking. Sure. And they're thinking like, yeah, Kamara's doing well. Yeah, based off your highlight reel. Highlight reel. They're I like, mean. Yeah, they're like, you you, you got something going on. Mm-hmm. I need mean, whatever you, you're doing in life. I want some of that. I want some of that. Yeah. Um, Which is highly uncomfortable. Why? Because in reality, that's not really, I know it may look like a succession of highlight reels, but, you know, my life is not filled with a lot. It's not filled with that. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, it's cool pictures, but, you know, it's there's real life expenses behind stuff like that. Right. And there's real life bills yeah. that have to be taken care of. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's real life stress levels behind that. Right. And so, but if somebody's looking at it like, oh, luxurious or like the term he used, it's really fascinating. Lu- the lu- luxury term really sends you over the edge. You know? Yeah. Cause I'm like, I mean, my life ain't luxury. Your trip was. That was for like a few days. I mean, you don't have to. T- I'm just saying, like, like my life that is, might be the, my the, life that's is what not your luxury. fans would argue. My is life that- is not luxury, though. That was like literally a a, scintilla, a snippet, a snippet of my real life, right? You know, but that's what you post. You curated that so that your fans could believe that you live this and live in this lap of luxury, Kamar. You did that. I did that. You did that. As opposed to just posting, "Hey, I'm out and I'm in New York for the weekend." Correct. You you got some great shots and and you put it put it out there in a way so that people your fans my fans could see you in this luxurious light. Now don't be mad. <laughs> it was your own argument? That's what you said. Yeah, it's my my own argument. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So okay, um, or maybe I just want to show people how it was just a great time I had this weekend, not to promote a luxurious lifestyle. <laughs> What is your what why are, what is your offense with the term luxurious? Because I don't live luxurious lifestyle. Like mm. I don't know. That Com- sounds really compared to who though? Oh god, we're doing this. I'm just. I mean, I've cur- cl- okay. Clearly, compared to certain um, portion of the world, I am living a luxurious lifestyle. Mm-hmm. But maybe even compared to, compared to some of your peers. I don't know. Maybe. maybe. I don't know. You never know. It was a trip to people fly to New York every day, B. Not the week after they came, or two weeks after they came back from Costa Rica. That literally was because of planning. Okay. Not because I was like, I was like, hey, you know what? I just got off the plane from Costa Rica. I feel like I'm going to take a trip to New York, B. That's what it seems like. That's what it felt like. Mm-hmm. It couldn't have been. Costa Rica to J. Cole. I mean, you could go sit down somewhere and let the rest of us, you know, have a moment. The pores, you know? The pores. Mm hmm. <laughs> <You> there? <laughs> <laughs> See, uh-huh. that's my favorite term by the way i know it is I love and so the opposite of that would be you and your luxurious lifestyle but it's really that term is really just based off of just a play on how people really see my life yeah and so i joke you know you get know, it you get, get it's it. like it's a joke I it's, a, it's very it. tongue-in-cheek yeah you know like kind of like mm-hmm 
you know, <clears throat> the first time I did the said the porous term, um, and it, it was weird. People literally took this seriously. Oh no! I was no, but I was on um, what was that? You know, Spirit. It was a joke. I said, "Oh, we're we're flying first class on Spirit Airline." You know, shout out to the, you know you guys are poor, the poor or whatever like that, right? And then there were people really in the comments like very upset. Well, they were like, "I mean, you're on Spirit. It's not like you're." And I'm <laughs> like, "Oh, so you don't get jokes? Clearly, people flying on Spirit. I'm not indicating like it's a private plane, but I'm acting like right. first of all, there's there's no first class in Spirit Airline, right? You can't even get water, so right. So the joke is, you know that." I'm making a joke about right. No, I hate, I'm, I hate I'm explaining jokes. I hate explaining jokes. But I mean, I think that that in and of itself speaks to how seriously people take the content that they see, right. whether it's the verbiage or the imagery mm-hmm. on social media. Yeah, like obviously, I I mean, I thought it was obviously a joke, but right. I don't know. And then <laughs> it it was so fascinating to me that I'm like, I'm going to continue to stick. Mm-hmm. Like, so I'm going to call everything the pores. And now everyone loves it. Everybody, you know, so the people now. <laughs> They used to be like, oh, the pores. Mm-hmm. To the point where I remember I was telling everybody, I was like, I should really should have copyright that shit. Because <laughs> people, like, they was randomly me, like, don't tag me on a post and be like, oh, come on, this reminds me of you saying the pores. I'm like, mm. I should have really. Yep. Missed your moment. I missed the moment. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it was going to catch. Like, I was Stick just, with the socially antisocial one, though. Like, make sure you. Stick with that yeah. one. Socially, mm-hmm. I, hopefully that, t- that takes off. It's not as catchy. No, but it, it's fine. Okay, whatever. <laughs> So anyway, okay. So, but yes, um, me posting about New York and Costa Rica would give a nonverbal communication to the quote unquote the poor's mm-hmm. that I'm living a luxurious lifestyle. Yeah, is that your statement? That's I'm just telling you what the people think. Mm-hmm. So let's walk into people falling in love with your social media life and relationships. Mm. Okay. Dangerous stuff. Dangerous stuff. So, I know you guys, when I say you guys, I'm talking about you, Joey and yourself, or oh Ebony and Joey. You need a contract or something for him. I don't know if this is what yeah. he signed up for. He didn't sign up for all this subject matter. Um, you know, I was on my anniversary trip, and and um, people listened to our pod. It was awesome. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, and uh, you know, one of the comments I made that people often look at Ivory and myself's life and they be like, "Oh, you know, you guys are so perfect," or "You guys have," and it's like I, that's why I really wanted to do a pod about showing that shit wasn't, you know, it wasn't always easy being greasy, you yeah. know, you know, things weren't always copacetic, and things are still not always copacetic, right? You know, just because we came back from a Costa Rica. Trip doesn't mean she didn't roll her eyes at me, Mm-mm-mm. you know, or, or found some disappointment, right? Sure. Um, but, you know, we still find ourselves really caught into that thing of, I want that, right. what you have. You want to le- lean into that a little bit? I just, you know, and sometimes, and this is my experience, you know, having the having the opportunity to work with so many people and kind of peer into how people think and their lives. Sometimes people really need something to hang on to. Um, And so we 
kind of just focus on like really just the positive, even though we know that social media and what people post on social media is just, as we've said, like a highlight reel. I think a lot of times people really hang on to that just as a something to hang on to, you know, maybe the things in their life aren't great and that's not, you know, what their relationship looks like, or that's maybe they don't have it or not in a relationship, or maybe that's what they kind of aspire to. And so people kind of just, grab on and, and hold on to it. But I just, I feel like there's just such an importance in balance that can be missing often um, in what we see in relationships on social media. I mean, we even, you know, we talked about, talk about the whole ideal of Will and Jada. And now as things over the years start to come out and we see this, everybody's, you know, in shock and awe, like what's happening. So like, Will and Jada, they have, okay, let's back up. Because there's a whole thing behind Will and Jada, right? Mm-hmm. Um, a lot. It's the idea of the quote-unquote perfect black couple. Right. Whatever that is. Yeah. But it stems really, in my my opinion, from a conditioned imagery of black black um, family, family broken homes. Mm. And so... It's because we're so, you know, people were searching. It's the reason why the Cosby family just became so, fa- uh, so popular. popular. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the concept of searching for that. Right. That ideal. That ideal mm-hmm. imagery. Yeah. You know, and not to put race into it, but you don't find white families, white people like, oh, they're the perfect couple for our, they, like, they don't have that because it was never, um, False or whatever, it was never projected onto them that the, their home, the family home was broken. Mm, I and, see what you're saying. And yeah. so there is this level of insecurity within black people to where they feel like they have to project themselves onto an imagery of black love and black couple. That looks a spe- very specific way or a very certain way. That looks a very specific, a certain way. Yeah. You know, and that's whether because of society or... So many know, reasons. So many of the reasons. Mm-hmm. Social, you know, um, and social insecurity, financial insecurity, whatever, right? And it's never really like, like poor black people. Like that we're like putting, projecting this perfect couple you know what I mean? It's always people who are financially well. Because that right. goes into like. How we define happiness. How we define happiness. Well, perfect, perfect luxury, right? That's luxurious. What, that's what perfection looks like. Right. Because, you know, on a lower, lower scale, people wouldn't look at either myself. I got perfect black couple. If I'm like every day she's complaining about, you know, how are we going to pay this more? Yeah, exactly. You know, mm-hmm. people are like, man, what is going on over there? Right. No, you know? Exactly. So, but reason they think things are great because Ivory never complains about bills, mm. you know, and she never complained about money. Right. All they see is maybe spoilage, maybe. Right. And people associate those, people associate travel, people associate gifts, gifts and things like that with mm-hmm. stability. Mm-hmm. And so they look at things like Will and Jada. Right. You know, as that stability right there. Mm. And they're good looking. Right, attractiveness. Sure. Yeah, attractiveness plays into it. Because if they were ugly, they'd be like, nobody wants to <laughs> they, they ain't couple goals. Mm-hmm. Right, there's an appeal. There has to be some level of, of appeal. I hate hashtag relationship goals. I don't. I think that's kind of dying out now, right? Because people are kind of realizing they have to, right? That that's no longer a thing. It's not a thing. Like, what is a relationship goal? 
What does that look like? So <clears throat> as you're sharing, I'm also thinking of like the other side of it, right? Where there's a, a definitely a, a space where black people need to see possibility. Mm. I like that. And I feel like, I feel like everything obviously has that duality. And so to me, I feel like that's the op, that's the other side of it. Right. So not only, you know, aspiring to be, you know, looking at the Cosby's because they, they had this huge house and they in Brooklyn and, <laughs> and, you know, both parents and there's a doctor, you know, they're working and all of this, like those are all good things, but there is a side of that where that was imagery that demonstrated possibility to people, not everyone, but, maybe to a lot of people who never had the opportunity to be able to get a bird's eye view into, into that. So let's walk into that. Right. Because then people, and you're right. Um, it's really the, why people love the Cosby show, our generation rather. Right. Um, because they, for a lot of people, they were like, I didn't think that was attainable. Right. Not po- right. You know, like, I didn't think you could have right. two professionals. Black people don't do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Two professionals in the home making a lot of money. Right. And in a nuclear family. That's right. And everybody's cool. Mm-hmm. Everybody's happy. You know, like, there's nothing broken about that family. Right. And it was like, I didn't know that was a thing. Like, that's right. a thing. So, you know, I'm going to go to attain something like that. Yeah. Right. Um, which is good, but also it's bad because if your only reference to relationships is on the veneer, mm. you have no basis of continuing a relationship. Sure. Because you have no idea what it takes to maintain a relationship. Hence my statement about balance, right? So right. I, I think that, yes, when we become over, when, when it's overly saturated and you become overly fixated on this is it like this pinnacle if it's not this it's nothing then I do think that that's problematic but I don't I also again the other side of it where for some I need to have hope instilled by being able to see that okay this is you know you're an attorney like oh okay there's a there's an attorney I can be an attorney you know Mm -hmm. I even you know we think about our kids and you know you have girls I have girls too like raising them and I'm like oh you know your auntie over here, she's an engineer. This one over here is an, an architect. Like those, those, that's imagery. Imagery in that sense is really just instilling hope and possibility. Mm-hmm. Not that unless you become this person, you're not good enough. And I feel like that is where the line gets drawn. If my relationship isn't the Cosby's and isn't, you know, if, if my husband's not taking me out, like, you know, Kamara's doing ivory, it's not good enough. That is where comparison lives. And I feel like that is where we develop problems. I say comparison is the death of happiness. Comparison is the thief of joy. Thief of joy. There is. Com- yeah. <laughs> you know, death of happy. Sure. We'll go with that one, too. I like mine's better. We're yeah, going to rock with okay. that one. All right. <laughs> Co- coining a lot of terms here today. Coining a lot I'm of. I'm pretty sure that one had been coined. It's the thief of joy, but yeah. Yeah, but mine's is better because I said it. Okay. Comparison's the death of That's happiness. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Comparison's the death of happiness. And so if you're not, if you're not the Williams, you ain't, you're nothing. Yeah. And that is what's a lie. So I'm going to be very vulnerable here. I... Early on in my marriage, I had to not focus in on other people's marriage. Yeah. Because I was like, hey, how come how come they're doing that and we ain't doing like mm. you or you're not doing right what this wife is doing, you know? Right. 
It'd be like, and you know, it had to be like, you had to be mature enough to be like, well, that's not my life. That's mm-hmm. not, I'm not them. Yeah. There isn't only one blueprint. Right. You know, and that's early on in America. Cause you get like, you know, you, you know, so-and-so's doing it, you know, you should be doing that. And it's like, no. Right. You know, cause let me tell you, there's probably, my wife probably has a list of things <laughs> like other husbands do that I do not do. Literally, she probably has a list. I guarantee you, because I got a list. Okay. Because well. I know. One of them is being, I am not handy. I'm not handy. I cannot, listen. Not, I, tr- I tried. Yeah. I, ca- I, I have tried. Effort's important. You, I have tried to fix stuff. A for effort. If you want to reference the Cosby show, like how Cliff always fixed stuff, but it got worse. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's what that's, that's me you? yeah i have i one time i tried to fix the, a, a leak in a toilet and i literally had to take apart the entire toilet to fix right. the leak and it was like an eight-hour job and then we still end up calling the plumber yeah but literally when i say take, take i'm talking about i literally the entire toilet was taken apart it's really unfortunate it's really unfortunate Everybody's not handy, though. I mean, and and that's why I think there's that whole, yes, when you're able to see different things, that's fine. But are you are you able to kind of mentally cut and paste those things to realize that your version of it is still is still good? Yeah. I mean, that's maturity, though. That's mature. Yeah, that's maturity. You know, and sometimes we're not emotionally mature to recognize that this is fine, but it's not for me. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it's not designed for me. Right. And even with the things that they're curating, the luxurious life that mm-hmm. they're projecting onto their socials, um, that's not real either. And so I can't take it. I can't base my happiness based off a of curation of their life. And I think it's the those those missing pieces are important. Um so even with Will and Jada, right? So now that we get to see some of the background and hear the stories and, you know, there's entanglements and all these things happening, mm-hmm. everybody's like, oh, well, now it's not, mm, it's kind of tainted, right? Like, but is it, or is it actually what it is, what it is and what it's always been, what it's always been, it's what it's always been, right? Because we projected off of a singular type right. of relationship. Exactly. And. You know, Will and Jay, they never said made a comment never. like this is how the marriage is going to be. Right. You know, they just said we're always we're never going to get a divorce. Right. That's all they said. Mm-hmm. They never said like coloring within the lines of how the, we think marriage is going to be. And you know, we don't know. They could have been from the beginning of the marriage or within five years of marriage to be like, mm-hmm. yeah, this is not going to work for us the way we think. So let's do something different. Let's do something different that's going to ensure that there's an openness. Mm-hmm. And people called it an open marriage. Which is not even how they necessarily right. view it. So right? let's talk about that. Like, because our definition of their marriage, it's like, it's like we feel like we have to put a. I don't even think we get a definition, you know, and that's the part of we're it. We're not like, owed a definition. We're not owed a definition. You don't, you know, you can't really define something that I believe. You can't define something that doesn't belong to you. It's I not. going to say the same thing. Yeah, you can. It's not yours to define, right? So mm-hmm. I can't define. Y'all, uh, you know, you this luxury, this luxurious life y'all are living or, ooh, they, they're the, you know, we hear the term sometimes, ooh, y'all are the rich friends or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, like, based on what? Yeah, and we're, we're the poor friends. <laughs> Just want to put that out there. We do have rich friends, but we're not we're not the rich friends. So, anyways, um, yeah, I, I agree. Like, people have this thing, and but it's like they, it, you know what it is, though? I, I 
people get on social media and they take ownership of your life. Mm-hmm. To the point where friends, family, let's say fans, whatever, I don't care. <laughs> Just for the f- sake of this conversation. Not that I really think I have fans, but for the sake of conversation. Okay. They'd be like, oh, you know, I need y'all to stay together. You know what I mean? Like, I need They're y'all invested. to, I need y'all to not, not break up because, you know, goals. Yeah. Or whatever, you know, and I'd be like, you're the hope and the dream. The hope and the dream. We just Jesse Jackson this entire thing. It's very, it's I just it's dangerous. And I honest and I would people show up. People seek professional support every single day with those types of thought processes as the basis mm-hmm. of why their life isn't good enough. Mm-hmm. And they might just have like a perfectly fine regular life, but because it's not your life or it's not their life. It no longer is satis- you know, it no longer satisfies them, mm-hmm. and I th- and that's the danger of it. Yeah, it's the danger, right? Because it's like taking ownership over my life. Yeah, it's really wild to me because it's like if you're taking ownership over something, that means it's it's very possessive, mm-hmm. and now you feel like you have to you you in a way control. You're trying to control what you never own. Your narrative. Your my narrative. You mm-hmm. know. Um, and anytime somebody says, "Oh, you guys got to stay together," and I'm like, "Well, I would like that to happen," mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> I would love for us to grow old together, but I don't, I don't know. Yeah, you know, I don't know what's gonna happen. Right. Even other things, you know, people can't have like grow their families in peace. Like you can't be pregnant and not tell social media, and people not be like actually mad. Like you didn't. Are you gonna post this or yeah. what are you? No one, you don't, people don't owe you anything about their life. Like, it's their real life. It's fun. That's funny, right? Because um, someone is pregnant and we're like, I got to do the obligatory, you know, <laughs> we're pregnant. Yeah. But it's almost like, um, and I made me think about it, Like, what if you just didn't post that you're pregnant? Like, what if you didn't post and you just literally showed up with the baby? Like, would yeah, that be so bad? Do. Would that be so bad? Like, you're just like, oh, yeah, we, we had a child. When did you guys have a child? <laughs> Three years ago. Right. You know? Right. It's never, you didn't tell, feel to tell the world mm-hmm. that I was pregnant. Like, you're not owed that. Right. You know? But we feel almost obligated. Obligated. To let people know that you're pregnant. What's going on? What's going on? What's not going on? You know? And when and when you do show up pregnant, you're like, you didn't tell me you were pregnant? Mm-hmm. Did I have to tell you I was pregnant? Yeah. It's my body or my, you know? It's because as we are peering in so deeply, I mean, I just, again, it's just getting so tethered to other people's lives and what's going on and, and what's not going on and how that impacts you. And I think there's balance and boundaries that are really, really important if you're going to, in a very mature manner, maintain such a close relationship with social media. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's let's go let's walk back into Will and Jada. Okay. Like what is an open marriage to you? To me. Yeah. To Ebony. Ebony Barnes. Something we ain't gonna have up in here. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, it could be open and rela- open in communication. Um, just, but that just, wouldn't be the definition. But you, just, you asked. I asked what you your asked, definition was. Right. That's my definition. Open re- communication is not an op- that that wouldn't be a part of my definition. Um, I think an open marriage, by my definition, would be a marriage in which 
the doors or the doors of the relationship are open to other people. Well, I just sound like a church. The church doors are now open. Come to the <laughs> I tithing. did kind of have a vision <laughs> yeah, of um, these gates opening open, in my mind. Yeah, yeah when you ask that to that, me, that's an open marriage. Like to whatever degree it may be, whether you know you're swingers or you're polyamorous or whatever it is that you choose to me polyamorous um that you have polyamorous a love of many so you know maybe there's four people in a all in a relationship that might be considered a polyamorous relationship okay well why does it have to be determined it could be any number no no i'm not caught caught up on that you know i i'm saying the concept of open marriage, why can't it just be called marriage? But you ask, I mean, it depends on whose definition it is. And I feel like the only marriage that any individual gets to define is really their own. So if that's what Will and Jada call it, I mean. Let's call it marriage. They, hey. it's, not, it's nothing open about it. It's just marriage. What are sure. you talking about? It depends on the definition you have. And, you know, we have all of these different entities that seek to give definition to what marriage is based on your belief system. Right. So. Based on your religious beliefs, there may, you know, it may be structured this way, and that's the way that's right. So versus wrong. I'm gonna, you know, I don't know if this devil's advocate really, but I'm just gonna throw this out there. So, um, my social media is very active, right? And some people may have may see like Kamar has a lot of uh, women that comment on its post, right? Right. And for them, they may like my husband couldn't have that because he couldn't have people just posting on it. Yeah, you know, so they may look at Ivory, like, oh, she's cool, mm-hmm. and she has it's kind of it must be an understanding there, an open marriage by that concept, right? Very, very definition because there are some people. It's your interaction with other women, right? You might be like, it's way too familiar, mm-hmm. right? And. I mean, could that be considered like it's just basically there's it just depends on perception and it degrees perception. and degrees. Like, how do we interpret that? Like, it's just um, it's all relative. Right. Basically subjective. I don't think That's that it. I just is there even a necessary. I don't even know that it needs an interpretation because, as I said, where I from where I sit, you don't get to create a definition like those people who are viewing your social media and seeing your interaction with other women in the comments, like their definition of your marriage really is irrelevant. So as long as you and Ivory have an understanding, have an understanding, mm-hmm. you know, you do your thing. Right. Ivory is crazy, by the way. I just want to <laughs> let y'all know. Y'all better stay out his comments. The comments are fine. OK. You know. But just you know, yeah, just leave it at that. But right. she's crazy. People don't. She wanted me to reiterate that, by the way, to people. She's like, I don't think you she let did. people. That's funny. She's like, I don't think people realize how crazy I am. I want people to understand. I feel like you need to put that on the pod. Let people know that I'm crazy. I yeah, I think everybody has a different definition. I don't know if I know anybody who I think defines their marriage as open per se, mm-hmm. but. I do know for sure that the people who are the, the married friends that we do have, like we all have diff- varying degrees of like the way that we interact in our world and what's okay. Mm. Like what's okay over here is not okay at our house and vice versa. I mean, Joey might say I was crazy too. I'm not sure where he got that idea, but you know, his interaction with women, I think over the years has changed just because of like what's, normal and standard and natural within our relationship, which might be different than mm. how it, you know, 
been for you or for the next couple or for whomever else. So it's funny. I'm going to say this is really uh, interesting. I um I text I called Joey. You know where I'm going with this. Yep. So I called Joey. It was like nine o'clock, nine thirty mm-hmm. at night. I was like, "Yo, uh, need your wife on the podcast." He was like, "I mean, you could ask her." <laughs> I was like, "I know, but listen, I just want to say, I didn't want to be calling your wife like at ten o'clock at night, you know, yeah. and." You know, and then y'all, and then you know, I just didn't want it to be a, a thing. I just mm-hmm. want to make sure, yeah, if you understand what I'm calling her for. Um, and he was like, "It's cool, you know, whatever." And then you, I guess you were by sitting. I was in, right there. Yeah, and then, oh, and I was eating. Okay, I was eating. And yeah. he was like, "Yeah, yeah," and like, "Come on!" And I, I think you because you saw me call you. Mm-hmm. Call I saw I saw that you were calling, and then he went in his office and took the call. Yeah, and and I think he when he I guess he came out and he was like, and because I could we haven't talked for months about you jumping on the pod, and um. You're like, yeah, Kamara called. It's like, oh, that's funny because when's this man, when's this Negro going to get me on this podcast? And he said, it's funny you should say that. Yeah. You know? Um, and he was then, calling me for you. And yeah. I was like, why? Didn't why? He, yeah, why <laughs> didn't he just call me? Yeah. I was like, why? He was like, you know, he wanted to make sure because it's kind of late. And I was like, <laughs> oh. I was like, I guess, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and it, but that's what, you know, in, in other people's relate, and we had, he and I had like a dialogue about that whole concept. Like, you know, after that, like, well, you know, okay, it's interesting. And that's from let's your talk about perspective. That. Yeah, let's talk. Like, are we just, we're, I mean, so for us, that wouldn't have mattered, right? And then we were talking about like different people in our lives. We, we both have very close friends of, mm-hmm. you know, I have male friends, he has, yeah. female friends and so we were like i was like what you know who would you who would you feel comfortable calling at such and such time so we were just talking about like mm-hmm. how that makes a difference and that's just in that's that's what's normal in our relationship and we're kind of i guess liberal in that way like yeah. we i mean i, I wouldn't have, he wouldn't have thought twice of, i don't even know that he would have known because we don't really pay attention to things like that as much yeah and I'm, I'm, but i'm the same way but I don't, I guess I don't want to project why my right. normalness onto other, onto people. other people. And that's fine. And and so that's where I left it. I was just like, oh, I actually, I was like, oh, that was cute. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. And then we spoke in the same night and yeah. that was it. But I understood, right? Because that's where you sit and that I get it. That's respectful. Mm-hmm. And that's just. Because normal me, I get real comfortable, real familiar with people. And I'd be like, yeah, I'm just going to call. Mm-hmm. And then it really is. I'd be like, you just can't be calling this woman. <laughs> Like at 10 o'clock at night, Kamar, and like, you know, respect. And I'm like, what? It's okay. Mm-hmm. And I do that a lot. You know, I'll call somebody. You and, have to know your audience. But it's, but I don't think about it, mm-hmm. you know, because somebody can call me. At like, whatever time. Whatever time. And it's not crazy. Yeah. You know, it's like, well, hey, what's up? Yeah, just when I'm available, you need to talk to me. I think for us, it's, it's, it's due to the level of familiarity, right? Mm-hmm. Now, your name, that's fine. But. Had it been the wrong name on his phone at whatever time, maybe there would have been a bit more of a concern. What's the wrong name? Not the wrong. Like, I'm not going to throw out a name because then people are going to be like, oh, who's <laughs> yeah, such yeah, a... Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, no. Yeah. There is nobody. Okay. I just want to make sure I'm just clear. saying it could have yeah. been... Let's just say... Jane Doe. Yeah. And I'd have been like... Why is Jane Doe calling <laughs> Why is <laughs> right. Becky with the good hair calling Becky, me? But yeah, it's after dark. Who's Becky with the good hair? Yeah. But it's... I mean... Yeah. Yeah, you know. Um, but there are some people who, 
that would not have been okay for her. Yeah, they'd be like, no, you can call, you can talk to her in the morning. Yeah, she's available. Exactly. You know, <laughs> like yeah, yeah, I'll let her know. That's <laughs> what <laughs> I mean. Like yeah, yeah, I'll let her know. He literally was like, oh, he was calling me for you. Yeah. Also, though, our relationship is interesting in that we have a we share a lot of friends, and so mm-hmm. we're very. territorial sort of of those friendships like even our friends that we share like they don't overlap don't go call my phone about joey like you have Mm -hmm. his phone number oh yeah don't call me talking about oh and tell no you call him yourself like this Mm -hmm. is my friendship right and so it's always been that way and there's it's just a running joke but i think that's also a part of it like we're very comfortable in those relationships and it's just Mm -hmm. just we just do our thing it's not it's not open it's not open, <laughs> but it's for comfortable. Some people, some people say it's open, though. Hey, it's comfortable. You know, it's all relative, but yeah. Um, so, you know, we talk, we delve into like, you know, the concept of like open relationships. Do you think maybe our concept of marriage is really, and this is just my opinion, is really based on a linear viewpoint of a heterose- heteronormative uh, yes. ideal of relationships? You know, male, female, you know, God, family, Christian, mm-hmm. you know, and when people break away from not even Christian because, you know, Islam. Yeah. So there's very uh, an orthodox, right. religious, orthodox yeah. viewpoint of marriage. Mm-hmm. If, re- if religion didn't exist, I would truly believe the, the concept of marriage would be. It look a lot different. It would look a whole lot different. Mm-hmm. Because people wouldn't have anything to base the ideas off of. I mean, I think tradition has a lot to do with tradition, marriage. right? And belief systems, mm-hmm. um, and all of those things factor in. You know, what is what does that look like for you? What do your vows mean? You know, what does that include? What does it exclude? Who does it include? Who does it exclude? Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we know that there are some cultures that it's very normal normal for a husband to have multiple wives or whatever the case may be. And that's just, why would anyone want that type of stress? <laughs> that is, that sounds terrible <laughs> to you. It sounds terrible to you. I was actually, I'm trying to remember. I don't know what documentary I was um, watching, but it was actually some of, maybe it wasn't a full documentary, but it was actually on Facebook. Now that we talk about this social media thing, I don't remember what the name of it was, but it was pretty much about um, a village, and I'm not going to quote where it was because I really do not remember, but it was very normal for husbands to have multiple wives, and the inter- who was being interviewed was one of the wives. And she could not understand why the interviewer was like, why do you want to, like, why do you want to let right. your husband? Yeah, she yeah, was just yeah. like, but why wouldn't you want to have other wives to, like, take the pressure yeah. off of you and, like, to hang out with and to yeah. chill with? And, and the interviewer was yeah. like, this is wild like why would you do that and it's just you know it's her beliefs her perspective and it's still valid it's very much valid and it also shows that um there's no ownership over this space i don't own this person Mm -hmm. but what i do want the autonomy i want is maybe it relieves relieves a burden off of me having to do with i don't feel like sexing him tonight you can do that. Mm-hmm. He's in the mood. I'm not. <laughs> Tap in, sis. You know? I mean, all of that. Yeah, she, like, or... She alluded to all of that, and yeah. and it was still kind of like, uh, but again, based on our very mm-hmm. orthodox, yeah. you know, certain norms, this 
this box. If it's not in this box, it's not right. Mm -hmm. But what's right? Again, that's where we get into defining other people's situation. And who's to say? Who gets to say? Just the people who are living it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't mind if I ever had a sugar daddy. To relieve somebody, I think that's a little bit of a diff- different situation, but somebody can, you know, mm-hmm. take on somebody's burden. Hey, you that's know. good. That's normal for you. He y'all. can't sleep with her, though. Hope- but he can't sleep with her. But okay. I, I can take on that portion. I hope she agrees. But I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I hope y'all had that discussion. We haven't had a discussion yet. Oh, Breaking boy. news: She can't sleep with him, but because I'll take care of that. I'd be like, no, that's not your job, partner. Right? You but, just but the sugar. You, the sugar is the is. Him paying for the sugar. Uh-huh. The actual sugar from this grocery store. I see. Okay. <laughs> we'll go with that. Yeah. We'll that's what that. that's what it is. Mm-hmm. This is a, a rich financial benefactor. I mean. You know, that's all. It happens. There's a lot of stuff that goes on out there. I, you know, hey, man. If somebody's listening, just wants to sponsor my life, wants to sponsor our lifestyle, mm-hmm. you know, just wants companionship. Yeah. You know. Who should they call? Yeah, call us. Okay. <laughs> You know what I mean? No physical is happening. But, okay. you know, if you want somebody to go to Chili's with, mm-hmm. I get it. You're going to send her to Chili's with him? I, now that sounds like I'm a pimp. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, it's kind of the direction that it sounds like it's going. But, it's, I'm again, not, I'm, not, I'm not defining it, I'm Kamara. Not, I'm not saying, whatever's no, Whatever's good for you. I'm not sending nobody out to Chili's. If she, wants to, if she wants to go out and we're in an age of women having choices. Yeah. If she wants to go to Chili's with this man, she can go to Chili's with that man. In exchange for your mortgage payment. I didn't say all that. Ivory girl, just. (laughs) (laughs) It's getting awkward. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I didn't really think that through. Okay, let's back that one out. I'm going to think it through and then I'm going to come back and it's going to be a lot stronger perspective. Good luck. Good luck. When is this? Tomorrow? Whenever this one. Yeah, yeah. It comes Mm -hmm. out on Tuesday. It's all right. I'm not editing this out, by the way. Oh boy! No, it's okay. Okay. Um. So, yeah, but I I do I do um agree that you know we have to walk away from these concept these idealized idealized concepts of heteronormative Christian relationships and society often imprints. Yeah. Not even I keep saying Christian Orthodox. Orthodox. Yeah. You know because. Again, you talk about Islam and how it, there's a rigidness. So, okay. Um, coming back from New York, hung out with some friends of mine. And, um, you know, beautiful brownstone. Um, uh, you know, Aziza and Jason. And um, they've been engaged. But I don't even, like, they don't even like to do a title. Okay. They're married. Okay. But, you know, they haven't had the, the ceremony. Okay. And all that, right? Um, but they're, like, married. Yeah. For all intents and purposes. Okay. Right? Super swaggy vibe. Out, love hanging out with them. Every time I go to New York, I try to link up with them. And I just remember Aziza, a conversation we had a while back, you know, people trying to find, just define their relationships. Mm. Like, they try, like, oh, why did you, why, why, you know? And just like, because we're happy. This is what we do. Yeah, like this is you know, and it's just what it is, you know, and it's like, I think that was really dope, you know what I mean? That I like not it. A, not allowing society to imprint mm-hmm. their standard upon them, mm-hmm. you know, and so, and it's something very bold about that, and um, stern, 
and confident. Yeah, not conforming. Not in that conforming way. Mm-hmm. to what you think. And you know, if they decide to get married like by paperwork, then so be it. So be it. But that's not how they're defining. Yeah, their they relationship. define their union differently. Right, their companionship is mm-hmm. defined in other spaces, not by our you know, definition. Our definition. I like it. It's great. It is. You know, um, and it's normal. And it's not even. I'm not even saying it's normal. It's normal for them. I think it's normal. Like when you see them interact, there's, there's, genuine care, care and love, mm-hmm. and commitment and companionship there. You know. Yeah, I think, I think we lose we we lose a lot by assuming that relationships or marriage or love or companionship just has to look any certain way. There's just so much more. I think that goes into it and kind of boxing it in almost to me does it a disservice, right? Because then everyone is sort of aspiring to this one box when there's like all this other amazing stuff, all of these other amazing experiences that you can have, even if it doesn't necessarily fit that box. And even when you look at, you know, what we see on social media or what's projected or what people put out there or what people perceive based on for example your luxurious life my luxurious yep. life um, that's like a tv show <laughs> my luxurious life yeah on vh1 yeah but when when people look at that i think a lot of what's important is missed and and even when i was listening to the pod you and ivory i thought it was just so refreshing again like just hearing the other stuff right like the mm. other the parts that are not society's definition of perfect And those are the important parts that I think are missed so often and cause people to jump into relationship and then not being able to sustain it. Absolutely. You know, it's the grit and the dirt and the grind that makes it is the the brick of the relationship. Mm -hmm. So people think like they see the brick and they be like, oh, man, I want that firm. But like in order to make brick, you need dirt. All the other stuff. You need dirt to make brick, you know, Mm -hmm. and shit got to get straight. And in order to get brick. Is by weathering and, you know, and conditioning. Right. And that's how shit gets strong. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you take brick by brick, you build up a strong foundation foundation and marriage. And it's the home of your life. And I just created up with a great. Oh, and you coined something else? I don't know if I coined it, but I I I like that, you know, analogy. The bricks and the foundation? Yes. Okay. I, I like how I did that. All right. Shout out to me. Coin on. Yeah. Coinage. Coinage. I think, <laughs> yeah, that just sometimes, not sometimes, but often I see that that is such a, a big miss. I, for me personally, I feel like I have tried to be pretty off Instagram, off social media, like in my real life mm. with my friends and people who I love and trust, like our circle, our village. Mm. I believe marriages have villages too, but that's for a different moment. Um, we mean marriages have villages. Like, you know, you we have like our other friends, our couple friends, our single, you know, everyone is kind of a, they've sort of been with us throughout this, mm-hmm. journey. this journey. Yeah, we've been together since 2006. So we have quite a village of people. But I think we, I go, I make sure that I'm pretty transparent and not necessarily like putting all our business out there. But I know that before I got married, I really only knew what I saw growing up. And then what I saw out here in the in the box, in the box of perfection and most of everything else, I kind of had to learn along the way. And I wished that someone would have given me an opportunity to kind of peer into like 
the reality mm-hmm. of what it is to be in a what I define as a marital relationship mm-hmm. and what that looks like. Um, and so I'm okay with I'm okay with that kind of transparency with my friends and our loved ones. Like, nah, this it's not always, <laughs> you know, it's not always how it seems or it's not always what it looks like. And I think that that's important. That's that balance. So we talked about this on, on the podcast. I have mm-hmm. <clears throat> preparing our daughters for, yes. for union. Oh, uh, yes. What do you, cause I have daughters too. Yeah. And so it like, it just chills, right? <laughs> game, yeah. But I mean, I didn't realize that thing until I said it again, as this podcast, I just, mm-hmm. be, I just be talking. That was good. And I, I, I really do think that we we have to prepare them, you know, boys and girls. Right. About what companionship looks like. And and when you're like evaluating somebody to get married, it's like you have to ask them ask that person, well, what does marriage look like to you? Right. Because we don't have those conversations. But I, our parents didn't have those conversations mm-hmm. about how to say that to somebody. Communicating what is companionship, what is marriage, what is love look like to you and then when that person can give you the same thing that aligns with what you're used to all right this could work right but we get into relationships or marriages and then and we're like oh wait what do you mean your concept of marriage is different <laughs> than my concept of marriage yeah. what you think women should what yeah uh, right you know what i mean those conversations are so important and i'm t- they really are not happening as often as we may assume that they are right and so i know that's something when they get of age <laughs> that I will be having those type yeah. of conversations with them. And I want to be very honest about this marriage, mm-hmm. you know, and I want them to see, I want them to see love, but I also want them to see the dirt. Right. You know, they're made up the brick and be like, yeah, you know, and it, it's not, you know, my life ain't all crystal stairs, you know? And so um, I just want them to understand that. Right. Because I think it gives them a proper context of what marriage is. And they may decide, like, I don't want that. That's not what they want. Exactly. I don't want that. You know, because I know I decided that with my my own parents. Like, I, there's an idealized portion that they're still together. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I appreciate all the the love and foundation and the lessons I learned along the way about marriage and stability. But there's also some things about their marriage. I'm like, I was, I can do without that. Right. You know what I mean? I'm going to, I'm going to go this way. Exactly. You know? Um, funny story about my mom. It was, uh, my parents do everything together. Okay. They, don't have, they really don't. It's to the point where they're just their world. I think, I don't know if you get older, that's just what it is. And so I say all that to say, early on, um, Ivory took like a trip with the girls hanging out. And my mom was like, you letting her go on a trip by herself? And I'm like, yeah, it's all good. I would never leave your. Fo- I would never do that. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, yeah, that generation. That's not a thing. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, I was like, oh yeah. yeah, like yeah. You just don't take. You just don't take trips without your spouse, right? That's like that's like weird. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But our generation, it's like the norm. It's the norm. Like, yeah, I'm just gonna go take a trip. You know, you don't have to go. Mm-hmm. You know, like this. <laughs> Actually, is- could you? Not go. Could you not go? <laughs> Could I need a vacation from you? Yeah. You know what I mean? And this. Right. You know what I mean? Like when I was texting people, they were like, I was, yeah, I'm in New York. Like, where's Ivory? She's at home. At home. Like, she's like, she lets you go to New York by yourself? Let you. Let? 
Yeah. Uh, no, I booked a ticket. And I said I was going to, I wanted to go to New York. It is. You know? I think that that's definitely a generation. I've had some of those similar conversations with my mom just about, you know, about various things. But I think, I think there's huge differences in that way. I mean, we go into every year like, okay, our goal is to have at least one guy's trip, one girl's trip, one family trip, mm-hmm. one couple's trip. You know, like yeah. that's. Right. That's what we that that's like the standard. Mm-hmm. It's like normal, yeah. you know. So mm-hmm. we have our individual, and maybe because of our social lives and what that com- you know we have our own like sets of friends. Like all of those things are just very normal, but that's not the case for everybody. No, it's not the case, and you know, I I, I again, I when, <laughs> when she told me this early on, it like really crystallized a lot of things. I was mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, that's why. You and dad don't go anywhere without each without other. Without each other, yeah. Like, that makes Different. sense. Same thing about child rearing within the content, you know, yeah. like what that looks like. And, you know, I don't know. It's just, it's different. And it's still okay, but it's not a right and a wrong. It's like, that's what works for them. They spend their whole life together and they, mm-hmm. they probably love that. And that's really, they would feel a void if they didn't do that. Yeah, my parents, my I can't even imagine. Now, and really, I can't imagine my dad going <laughs> anywhere on a vacation without my mom yeah you'd be like where are you That's sweet i'd be like where are you going yeah like it'd be like as much as i you do would that, be questioning it like i'm like so what do you mean you're going to whatever by yourself mm-hmm. that's sweet what is that about yeah you know and although for me i'd be like yeah i'm leaving what you talking about i ain't asking i really you know permission you know <laughs> um okay what nothing is fine you think i have to ask i just me? i don't want you to go back down another one of those those moments i don't think you have to ask for permission i'm i mean no i just out of respect i'm letting her know that i'm i like that i'm you know i'd like to take a trip thank you you know (laughs) but it's not like asking for permission no not Not like mother may i mother may i let's talk about this is something i want to do let's how can we put on the calendar this is what i'm thinking about doing yeah you know Mm -hmm. and you know her thing is like just don't no just don't surprise nothing on me right They'll be like, oh, yeah, I'm, I didn't tell you, no, yeah, I'm leaving in about three days. Mm-hmm, plan ahead. Yeah, it's like she yeah. needs to, you know, put her mind like, yeah, and about, on the calendar, I'm le- I'm going to be in, you know, Brooklyn for Do y'all have days. a family calendar? Not really. Oh. We should. It's like a huge thing in our house. If really? it's not on the calendar, I'm like, oh, sorry. She probably does. I'm just reckless. I don't have, I'm just, I, I'm not, I'm not a very good uh I don't follow rules Uh-oh. very well. So I'd be like, she probably would have, a, she does have a calendar. Yeah. I think about it because she knows when stuff is. I'm like, what? We have like a shared family calendar between the both of us. Like if it's not on here, like this is Bible. Oh. This is what we're going by. This would probably, that would probably work. If my I, event, my girl's night was on the family calendar. I don't. Yeah. It doesn't matter that the bucks are playing because. The, the family f- calendar, family, so, family yeah. calendar. Not that that would happen because I respect his love for the books, but I'm just saying. Was this podcast on a family calendar? Yes. Oh, that's dope. It absolutely is. Yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. Because he has the girls. Yeah. Somebody got. I mean, somebody got to watch them. Somebody got to watch them. I was gonna. I just said FTK. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> for the, if you don't have any kids, you don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Podcast is on there. Yeah. Yep. Um. But yeah. So good stuff. Good stuff. All right. So listen, um, we're gonna do a closing. Okay. So give me your final thoughts. We talked about a lot of things. We did. 
however you want to lean into it. No awkward silence. No awkward silence. Okay, so final thoughts. Uh, you know, we started out kind of talking about social media and it's just the love, the love of social media, the obsession. And I think it all comes down to whether it's about the social media or it's about perspectives on relationships and marriage and things like that. I feel like it all just comes down to um, the duality of it, really being able to, yes, look at what's being put out there and admire it and understand it, as you said, in context, but also understanding that, you know, there's also another side of that. There's a, a missing 85 percent potentially. Mm-hmm. And that for most of us, it's important for us to kind of put the rest of those puzzle pieces together in our own lives and focus on that to create our own perfect reality, not someone else's. I like that. So I would say pivoting mm-hmm. or not actually, no, um, switch, not switch. What's the better word I want to say? Um, piggybacking. Okay. Yeah. That's a better word piggybacking off that and our thought process of like perfection mm-hmm. and getting away from what perfection is and what social media tells us what perfection is. Right. Right. And so I really want us as a society and as a culture to not be so concerned with the idea of perfection and to speak and then say your life or the person in your life, it's perfect the way it is. And, you know, us not being so married to the idea of the veneer mm. because every time we, I think it was good. Social media went down for a few hours because hopefully you use the time to have a reflective portion of your life and like, dang, like what am I, why was I so addictive to it? Or why, you know, this relationship I have with it was really toxic and understanding the toxicity behind it and really leaning into that. And I think that's something that would be, would have been healthy if you were introspective enough to do that. But most importantly, to understand that perfection does not exist in society because perfection is based on the ideal. And when we create ideals, we create boxes and we create boxes, we create limitations on ourselves and people around us. So with that being said, um, I hope you all enjoyed this pod, man. It was, um, you know, kind of went into multiple multiple different spaces, but uh, I hope you all loved it. And please continue to subscribe. And with that being said, okay. I am going to play a song again because I went to a J. Cole concert and I think it was the perfect idea of, uh, you know, not living in perfection, especially when you hear the chorus. So with that being said, we're going to ride out. And until next time, peeps. Hey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Cold world. Oh yeah Yeah, this is for all the fans that waited The bitch niggas that hated Old hoes we dated Look mama, we made it Your son out in Barbados Cheese, eggs, and potatoes Smoking weed on the beaches My mind working like Play-Dohs Analyzing the world Fantasizing about girls I'm handing diamonds and pearls And vandalizing her curls Sweating the weave out Moans as she breathes out Fuck I'm doing in parties With Hova and Steve Stout I've stepped over piranha Death over dishonor They killing niggas for J's That's death
Smith over designer. Hey, cold heating up like that leftover lasagna. Remember when I used to be stressed over Joanna? Now a nigga only texts and gets stressed over Rihanna's. I'm talking tens and better hood bitches and tens and sweaters. And we always argue about the same thing. Hey, tell me why we gotta argue about the same thing, same thing. Well, nobody's perfect, uh. Nobody's perfect, ay, ay, uh Ay, but you're perfect for me Nobody's perfect, uh Nobody's perfect, ay Ay, but you're perfect for me, right?